Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not look. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Hour two of the Daily Tip starts right now on the BetQL Network. In the next hour, we've got picks galore. It is a football Friday, so in this segment, we'll give you our six favorite plays in the NFL. Next segment, we're doing our six favorite picks in college football. And then at 740, we're going to the NBA and giving you a brief synopsis on what's going on in the association tonight, including maybe some games you might want to put some money down on. Jenks, I was just thinking about this. There Mm -hmm. was a wild game between uh, James Madison and Kent State last night. Went to double overtime. And we haven't been betting on college hoops much, but I think college basketball, when you need a kid to sink a free throw, that is the number one sweat in all of betting. Like, is there yeah. anything worse than needing a co- uh, college kid to hit a free throw at the last minute for your cover? I think this has oh, to be God. the biggest sweat sweat in all of sports. Like, is there anything that yeah. is more nerve wracking? Because oh, think about think. like the feeling. Because you're also given some time to think about this. Because in football, like if you need somebody to complete a pass on fourth and goal, like you got that. But still, it doesn't feel as isolated as a free throw. Like it's almost like icing the kicker (laughs) in the NFL (laughs) where you have time to sit there and like look up his shooting splits. You're like, okay, so this guy's a 63% Mm -hmm. field goal or free throw shooter. Is he going to make this free throw? Like maybe there's something in hockey that I'm not thinking of. Like maybe when it goes to Mm. a shootout. Maybe, maybe, but also at the same time, that's, it's more understandable, right? Because that's, it's, it's one-on-one. You could have a great goalie between the pipes. So someone is trying to stop you when it's a free throw. There's no one preventing you from making that shot. That's just you and the basket. All you have to do is make your free throws. You can practice shootout shots or different angles all day long. You'll be pretty good at them, but you still got a guy between the pipes trying to stop you. Free throw, it's just you, man. All you got to do is make that shot. And when you're relying on a college kid who probably prepped for the game by drinking some Mountain Dew, having some old nuggets from KFC or something, you know, nervous, looking at the crowd. Somebody says something about his girlfriend because they researched him on social media. Oh, man, you don't want to rely on a college kid in that situation. Absolutely not. No. This is when you totally regret betting on college basketball because of all of those reasons you just listed. And you said, I wanted to take my hard-earned money and put it on this 18-year-old to make a free throw? (laughs) Yes. What am I doing with my life? It feels like the start of an intervention, but we will get to betting on college hoops maybe later on in the season. But last night, it was one of those nights where I was like, damn, I'm glad I didn't bet on that game because I would be sweating and very mad if somebody missed a free throw down the stretch. Hopefully, our sweats will be minimal and our bad beats will be none this weekend in the NFL. So let's give you our favorite plays for this weekend's slate. 
All right, Jenks, you want to lead us off here with our pick six plays? I sure do. All right, guys, we're doing a little NFL, and this is what I got for you. Let's start in Charm City. Ravens laying six, hosting the Cleveland Browns. A former MVP who finally got the richly deserved contract he earned for is now playing like an MVP again. Lamar Jackson has a running game to go along with the stoutest defense in the National Football League. And they're going to take care of business against Cleveland. Maybe this maybe this pick is trendy. I don't know. The Ravens look like legitimate Super Bowl contenders. And I just don't know. I don't know how in the world the Browns are going to move the football. Now, yes, the Browns have an exceptional defense as well. But the Ravens can move the ball a little bit because they have the offensive talent, because they have Lamar Jackson. The Browns, if you watch Deshaun Watson, if he's in the lineup, he's mediocre at best if he's even playing. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. The Ravens are the number one team in the National Football League in the red zone. So even if you move the ball on them, they tighten up inside the 20 Browns offense, again, not explosive at all. Let's go Ravens minus six in Baltimore at M&T Bank. Well, we do agree on one thing, that it's going to be a low-scoring game. And the total that is posted kind of indicates that. It's a really low number at 38. Yeah. It was 38 and a half. It has dipped down to 38. But I'll still hit the under between these two teams that embody the AFC North. Think of the AFC North, the black and blue division. If you look at the matchups between these two teams, each of the last three games has hit the under for that reason. Now, I went into this one thinking, okay, well, Cleveland's got the great defense in this uh, matchup. They, For most of the season, they were putting up historic numbers on defense. But guess who's the number one scoring defense in the entire NFL? That would be the Baltimore Ravens. So a uh -huh. matchup of two of the top three defenses in the NFL. Ultimately, you lean under. Plus, you look at the Ravens. Their defense has been solid, like I said. Their under has been really hot. They've hit the under in 10 of their last 11 games at home. So I will take the under between Cleveland and Baltimore at 38. If you want to watch that one, a one Eastern start on Sunday in Baltimore. Big Six. Pick six. That's right, baby. I was talking about the Steelers earlier. Oh, they make you sweat. Steelers laying three, hosting the Packers this weekend. I'm simply fading Jordan Love. His own franchise management has said, eh, we don't know if this is a guy. He might be. Hasn't proven it yet. So, yeah, they beat the Rams last week. That's a Rams team and a Rams defense in particular that has really regressed as the season has gone on. I don't see Jordan Love making enough plays in this game against this Steelers defensive front, which is going to be all over him all game long. I don't see him making the plays. The Pittsburgh defense does not allow teams to complete more than 40% of their passes. You think Jordan Love's going to do that? No, he's not. Yes, it will be a sweat. Will this be a close game where maybe the Packers are leading after three quarters? Yes, probably. This is what the Steelers do. But I guarantee you, last five, six minutes of the game, they will find a way to get that touchdown to cover this number. It's only three. Pittsburgh 
minus three hosting Green Bay in Steel City. Ooh, I, I can already tell that game's going to be a sweat. Uh, if we do have the numbers for Aaron Jones, keep your eye on the Packers running back. He has gotten the full target share or the full workload when it comes to uh, the running back position coming off the game where he had 20 carries for 73 yards. The Steelers giving up 4.5 yards per carry on the ground. So maybe somebody to look at in the props market. If you want to watch that one, uh, one Eastern kickoff on Sunday. Big six. Big six. All right. So this is going to be my dog of the week. It's going to be the Houston Texans. I got this at seven. It has since moved to six and a half. I think maybe you pay a little extra juice and get the seven. Clearly a key number in the NFL. But watch out. CJ Stroud is putting up massive numbers for the Houston Texans. I didn't know this. He has the fourth best passer rating in the entire NFL. So not only making a very strong case for rookie of the year, but also somebody who's putting up numbers comparable to some of the MVP candidates in the National Football League. I think this is a sandwich spot for Cincinnati. You look at a team that's smack dab in the middle of a couple of games that felt a little bit more meaningful than this one. Last week, they had a primetime matchup against AFC foe Buffalo. Next week, they've got an even bigger matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. So maybe... Maybe Cincinnati is looking ahead a little bit here. Plus, the injury report has not been kind to the Bengals. Both of their star receivers on the injury report this week, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, a little banged up heading into this one. So I'll take the Texans getting the seven. I think they can at least keep it close with Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Oh, the Bengals are your team now. I feel like you're claiming the Bengals. I heard you say earlier in the show, my Bengals. Are you a Cincinnati gal now? Oh, I'm not a fan. I am a fan when it comes to my money. Ah, I hate the Bengals. They took my Titans to the woodshed live and in person a couple of years so, ago. So, no, they're not my team. Okay, just, just checking in. I wanted to make sure you had not abandoned your Titans. Texans, Bengals kicking things off at 1 o'clock in the East on Sunday in Cincinnati. Big six. Oh, what an ugly game this is going to be. Jets at Raiders. I'm going to play this up to 38 in the hook and lay the juice minus 150. If you want to go under 37, I think it's still going to be an underplay. Do you think Zach Wilson will be able to move the ball on the Raiders defense? Let me think about that for a second. No, no, he will not be able to. I wanted to believe in Zach Wilson. He's shown, I mean, maybe like a modicum of improvement, just a skosh but he's still Zach Wilson. He gets nervous in the pocket. He can't hold on to the football. He's not explosive at all as part of that offense. They miss Aaron Rodgers clearly in a big way, so I don't think it's going to be any sort of... You're not going to see any explosive plays from the Jets. Then conversely, you've got Aiden O'Connell, who's shown some promise for the Raiders. However, going up against this Jets defense, which is clearly their strength, is not something you want to do as a rookie quarterback. Look at what this Jets defense did to Justin Herbert just a few nights ago. Held him to a career low in passing yards while also sacking him five times. Jets are 5-3 and three to the under this season. The Raiders are 7-2 and two to the under. The number continues to come down. 36 in some spots. I'm going to play under 38 and a hook. Minus 150 in Sin City. Yeah, have you seen primetime unders this year? They are 23 and 7 
look at this matchup. Do you think the Jets and the Raiders are going to be the team to break this trend? Hmm, I think not because number one, both of these offenses are terrible. And then number two, mm -hmm. you actually have a really good defense on one side of the ball. The Jets top 10 in scoring defense, yards per game when it comes to the passing game and need I go on. So uh, a great defense on one side of the ball and two terrible offenses. I'm doing the middle school math here. I'm going to take the under between the Jets and the Raiders and continue to ride those primetime unders. Jinx, when are we going to get a good game on a primetime slate? It feels like these have just been dumpster fire oh. after dumpster fire. There's such a grind. I mean, you want to get excited about a primetime matchup, but then it's Jets Raiders Sunday night. And this is, oh, by the way, after having Bears and Panthers last night, I don't know if it's just some bad luck because the Jets were supposed to have Aaron Rodgers, but we knew the Panthers and Bears were going to be bad. This is what happens every now and then in the NFL when it spreads itself a little too thin. I know the NFL wants to dominate the conversation, and they do, but when you play Monday night, when you play Thursday night, when you have a game Sunday morning because you're playing overseas now, when you play Sunday night, at some point, middle of the season if you don't have great matchups every week and you're not just by virtue of the fact that there's parity in the nfl you're gonna have some real clunkers and that's what we've gotten yeah i've got a hot take here because doesn't okay. everybody hate on these primetime matchups but i kind of like it because it gives you a chance to watch mm -hmm. every team in the league think about yeah. like the nba i don't think there's been a single game that i could watch because i don't have league pass of like the rockets or mm -hmm. the magic and you say, say to yourself okay that's a good thing maybe those are teams you don't want to watch but when you have these primetime matchups doesn't it give you a great look at every single team like i feel like i know these teams better when i see them in a primetime matchup i get to follow their offense and actually see for myself just how terrible they are so i'm happy for that that we get to see every team as opposed to some of these other leagues that like you don't even get to watch some of these teams so at least we get to know every single team in the nfl well good on you chelsea i don't think i could do that i just can't sit back and say you know what i'm glad i'm able to take in the cardinals today let's see what they've got or i'll tell you something this bear squad they're awful I don't know. I feel like that I have to allot my time elsewhere, but that makes you a more educated better where I'm just sitting back saying, these guys suck without any real reasoning behind it. So I'm proud of you for sticking with it and doing your research. Well, I mean, think about it. If the NFL was like the NBA and we had like a TNT game, it would be like the Chiefs every single week. And think about it. We would be seeing Taylor Swift Every oh. single week on TNT. So, Jenks, be careful what you wish for, because if it was the NBA, we would be getting the same teams each and every week. And it would always be the Tay-Tay Show and Brittany Mahomes and their <laughs> god-awful handshake. And we are thanking God that that is not the case. All right, next up, we've got our college football plays of the week. We've got six good ones, or we hope, coming your way after the break on The Daily Tip. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.
Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. It's a football Friday here on The Daily Tip. In just a couple of minutes, we've got our favorite college football plays of the weekend coming your way. Jenks, I've got a coffee update because this is a morning show. I feel like we can talk about coffee. So earlier in the week, I tried the low acid coffee and it tasted like dirt. So we're not doing that anymore. Today, I tried the bulletproof coffee, which I don't know if you have heard. It's very popular in like the health circles. I think they put butter and like oil in it. I didn't do that. I just, you know, have the coffee straight up, but it's pretty good. I don't know if it's worth $11 for like that little bag of coffee, but it's pretty good. Are you somebody who sticks to one brand or do you sample a lot? Do you like try something new every week? Nah. Well, here's the thing. I I have a couple friends who are really into coffee because DC is very oh not uppity. It's not the word. It's not like coffee snobs, but there are a lot of niche coffee places around here. Like, yeah, you can go to Starbucks and you can go to Pete's or you can go to Gregory's, which is down the street. But there's a lot of very small, very niche, very artsy coffee shops in DC. So I do enjoy a good cup of coffee or trying someone's coffee and how it's crafted or where they got the beans or et cetera, et cetera. But on the whole, like every morning, I don't care. Like I just need the caffeine. So it could be Duncan. It could be some could be Kirkland brand could be Starbucks from CVS, like whatever they have. I'm like, Oh, okay. I need some coffee. I got to wake up. So I appreciate coffee, but as far as day to day drinking, I'm not going to worry about, I'm just trying to wake up in the morning. So you never go for like the flavored coffees because that's what Ooh, I, I like. Oh, yeah. I like I trying like them all. Coffee. Do you? No? Oh, no. That's the one thing. Like, I don't like hazelnut, blueberry, whatever. Just give, <laughs> just give me regular coffee. And honestly, you can sway me because coffee is very subtle, right? When you read mm-hmm. the a bag of coffee beans or whether it's ground or not, and you're looking at, you know, hints of cocoa and caramel or juniper or whatever it is that will sway me because i'll if i read something i don't like i'm like i don't want that in my coffee even though you really can't taste it most of the time at least i can't but i don't want a flavored coffee like hazelnut is the one thing i always go back to which kind of grosses me out so you wouldn't even be open to like vanilla because like i think there's basic flavors that really that's the best one it like is. I like God. vanilla. I like the chocolate cappuccino. I like um, the ones that try to get all like cute with it and say like flavored donut or something. And you're like, come on. Like, is this coffee really going to taste like a chocolate covered donut? Like, let's be real here. Because sometimes I think it's like the marketing team that's trying to go a little too overboard. But I do like the flavored coffees. And I just wanted to give you guys an update in uh, Chelsea's <laughs> Coffee Corner because it is a morning ah. show. But you know what else we do here? We give picks because it's a football Friday. And it's time to lay it out all on the line in the college ranks. So let's do it. Pick six. Pick six. All right, Jenks. Get us going here. Good morning, everyone. Let's talk some college football, shall we? Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Hope you're enjoying your coffee, whether it's flavored or not. Welcome. 
Like, yes. Have a great happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's going to be a happy <laughs> Friday tonight. You know why? <laughs> because I'm on UNLV minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm playing it down. I'll lay the juice at minus 140. I don't know what it is about the Cowboys. I'm talking about Wyoming. I've always loved either betting on them or fading them. Maybe it's that yellow and brown color scheme. Maybe it's the town of Laramie. Maybe it's just me being a man and thinking about the simple days when a guy could hop on the back of a Palomino, fire up a heater, and just be alone with his thoughts. Do you know what I mean? There's something to that. Here's the thing. Cowboys have won six games this season. All of those games have been at home. They are 0-3 on the road. And they are facing a UNLV team. Of all the teams in college football, guess which team is numero uno against the number UNLV eight and one against the spread they average around 420 yards per game so they have to worry about the cold and when they're in Wyoming they are right there at Allegiant Stadium where the turf will be kind to them and that offense and they are right in line to win the Mountain West title they will be motivated love this spot for the Rebels UNLV minus three and a half taking on Wyoming tonight Jenks, I've got to give it to you. There is nobody on this network that promotes mm -hmm. smoking cigarettes more than you do. Correct. That is your lane, it's and important. you have stayed in it while smoking a heater. So I salute you, my friend. Somebody has to do it. <laughs> Somebody has it's to. It's not me. Here I was talking about bulletproof coffee mm. and saying, you know, people who stay in the health lane. And then Jenks is like, yeah, there's nothing like smoking a heater on the back of a steed while running in the Wyoming yeah. sun. I'm like, all right, Jenks, <laughs> not a health show. <laughs> ah, well, it, I'm not worried about health. I'm just worried about just being, I'm just worried about being someone who deserves to look over the land and think about the journey that he's experienced in life. And I want to do that with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth. While absolutely decimating your lungs, but not yes. your pocketbooks, because I like this play from Jenks. Taking UNLV minus three and a half. If you want to watch it, 1045 Eastern kickoff tonight in Sin City. Big six. All right, let's go to the SEC and let's root for points between UGA and Ole Miss. I'm hitting the over 58 uh, between these two squads who are both in the top 15 nationally in scoring offense. Both these teams also like to speed up the tempo, top 50 in pace. Uh, that goes into the over as well. And both teams should be fired up for this one. You look at Georgia, it's senior night for the dogs. It's a night game. And this is a team that certainly has postseason hopes. And they probably want to shut up Lane Kiffin because he's always running his mouth. Wasn't really the case this week, though, because Lane Kiffin said the mentality going into this game was, we've got nothing to lose. We're going to play fast. We're going to play loose. And it makes me feel like Lane Kiffin is going to throw the kitchen sink at Georgia, offensively speaking. There will be no conservative play calls from old Lane Kiffin. And plus, huh. if you look at this defense for Ole Miss, they just gave up 35 points to Texas A&M. Max Johnson and company gave up, had 457 total yards of offense. How do you think that Ole Miss defense fares against one of the best offenses in the country? So I think we see a lot of points here. I'll hit the over between UGA and Ole Miss. Chelsea, 
Ah, I like your pick so much. Good luck. It's an SEC battle. It gets underway 7 o'clock Eastern on Saturday under the lights at Sanford Stadium. Pick six. Pick six. Do you know what I love about college football? Oh, God. Not this. Double D, <laughs> is this the Texas A&M barf song? Oh, <laughs> We owe Jim the Fisher $76 million. All of that <laughs> money is guaranteed. We can't fire him, and though we really suck, I think this weekend we might not even take the lead because we're taking on Mississippi State, and they want to beat us badly in our own backyard. Okay. <laughs> Guess that coffee's kicking in, huh? How about that? This is what I love about college football. Kicking teams while they're down. Teams that deserve it, like the Agroids. Yeah, I'm talking about Texas A&M. They're 5-4. and four. They got a lame duck head coach, but guess what? They can't fire that head coach. Jimbo Fisher just, oh, stacking dollars. And they can't. That's why every time you see Jimbo, he's got that, that windbreaker on, and it's zipped down just a little bit more every single time. You know why? Because A&M can't do anything about it. Max Johnson is the quarterback for Texas A&M, and he is banged up. He is not healthy at all. His ribs are hurt, and if he goes down, the Aggies will be in even more trouble than they already are. I just think things are a mess in College Station right now. This is way too many points. There is a possibility as well that Will Rogers starts for Mississippi State, which would be huge for them at quarterback. So I'm kind of rolling the dice here on how I think this will play out. But this is too many points. Bulldogs plus 19 and a half against Texas A&M. Yeah, you're going to need a cigarette after this game is what I'm saying. I don't think we're going to see many points from both of these offenses. If you have seen some of the scores for Mississippi State, uh, they've scored 17 points or fewer in three of their last four games. They even had a game end 7-3, to three, a win over Arkansas. Not even Iowa is posting scores that low. Uh, so you get Texas A&M. One thing they're good at is defense. Second nationally when it comes to sacks per game. So at least their defense is good. You were talking about the quarterback situation. Max Johnson comes into this game incredibly banged up, uh, suffered a rib injury uh, in the last game. So maybe the sabotage factor here is Texas A&M, but I'm counting on their defense to stifle Mississippi State which doesn't look like it's that hard to do. So I'll hit the under between Mississippi State and Texas A&M. Let's hit the under, 43, and uh, maybe only one cigarette. I shouldn't promote cigs that much. So maybe you no. get one cig while Jimbo Fisher has like a seven-minute answer. I'll take one. I'll smoke half of it, put it out, and then have the rest later. Dogs and Aggies, Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern in College Station. Pick six. Pick six. Well, well, well. Now let's go to a team I like. Texas minus 12 and a half against TCU. I got this at Texas minus nine and a half because I knew Quinn was going to play. I knew it. Yeah, it was announced yesterday. Quinn Ewers back at quarterback for Texas, and thank God for that because Malik Murphy filled in last week, and he's not ready for prime time. Quinn Ewers, much much better a massive upgrade texas gets its starter back but more than that this is about the line of scrimmage because texas has a massive advantage in the trenches whether it's on the defensive line whether it's on the offensive line and the horn frogs they just got gutted 
by so much of their talent graduating. Some of those guys playing in the NFL, of course, after playing in the national championship game. They can't stop the run. Texas is very physical, very effective on the ground. And now they've got a quarterback who can toss it around when they need to, as opposed to being hamstrung with a backup quarterback who, again, isn't quite ready to be a starter just yet. Also, you talk about the Texas quarterback. What about the TCU quarterback? Josh Hoover is the backup for TCU. He is starting this week. This is only his fourth career start, and now he has to go up against that Texas defensive line. This is a dead number. It's okay. I think Texas wins by two touchdowns here. Texas minus 12 and a half against the Horny Toads in Fort Worth. Ooh, we know Jinx will be watching this one, and if you want to join them, it is a 7.30 kickoff in Fort Worth. Pick six. Pick six. All right, here's my risky play of this pick six. I'm going to take Duke plus 14 and a half on the road at Carolina. When you start handicapping this one, you start here. It is a rivalry matchup. We know rivalry matchups in college football usually play a little bit closer to the vest. I am not counting on the offense of Duke here to keep it close. I'm counting on their defense. Did you know that the Duke Blue Devils have the number one scoring defense in the entire ACC? Mike Elko has done a hell of a job with that program. Also, it's a team coming off a little extra rest. They played on a Thursday night last week, so some extra time to prepare. The sabotage factor is they are down to their third uh, third string quarterback in Grayson Loftus here. Makes me a little nervous, but still, this defense, I think, can keep it close here with a UNC team that is prone to keeping it close with even teams uh, that are way beneath their level. So UNC's defense, not on the same playing field here as Duke's. Let's take the 14 and a half with the Duke Blue Devils. Ooh, Chelsea. I like that. I like it whenever you you can grab points, especially with a number this big in a rivalry game. So, yeah, I'm all about that. Love that pick for you. Love that for you. And it's this weekend, of course, on Saturday, 8 o'clock kickoff tomorrow night from Keenan Memorial Stadium in Chapel Hill. Let's go. I love that journey for you. Has anybody said that to you? That is a popular catchphrase among people in my demographic. You know, women who are like 30 to 40. When you're at Publix and you're like, oh, you know, We've started trying to make Blake eat vegetables. And the mom's like, I really love that journey for you. And I really hope that it's going great. And you're like, how long can I be this fake? I can't keep this up for long. I've got to go to the produce aisle. See you later, Karen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, hey, I'm not spelunking. This journey that you're talking about, okay? This is not me going on some sort of trip. I'm not packing up for the weekend and going on an actual journey. I'm just trying to get my kid to eat something. So I find that that expression very funny. So I love this journey for you. You mean the trip home that I'm making in my car? It's just a drive, guys. It's not a journey. Well, there's certain catchphrases that people latch on to. Like we mm-hmm. have them, you know, culturally speaking, where everybody says the one thing and they think it's hilarious. So that's what people say to me. And every time I roll my eyes and I've got to stop doing that because it is paring down on all of my female friends. So maybe I need to be nicer and lead in to everyone's journey. All right. Our journey next is handicapping the NBA. Should be a fun one. That's next on The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. T. 
Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. And we're back. We're calling it a football Friday here on the Daily Tip, but we'll have a little of some other sports here and there. In this segment, we'll do our best to try to handicap what's going on in the NBA tonight. And I say try because it's tough for us. We're a morning show, so I think we're kind of jaded on the NBA because during the regular season, especially last year, there were so many times when we would handicap a game and then only to see a, an update at like 5 p.m. where a star player is missing that game. So I think both of us kind of see these NBA lines and say, okay, like we'll do our best, but I'm not going right. to put the house on it. But they are trying to crack down on load management. I know that is one of the goals this year. And one of the things they're doing is they're doing this little in-season tournament, the NBA Cup. Jinx, have we even figured out what they're doing for the actual NBA Cup? Have you seen the cup? Yes, it's beautiful. It's porcelain. It's white. You can purchase it off Amazon. You can put a little coffee in there. <laughs> it's great. And it comes with a little saucer as well. And at the oh. very bottom of the saucer, it says NBA Cup Champs. It's gorgeous. Well done, NBA. Well done. When's the last time you used a saucer? Oh, a saucer? Does anybody mm. use these? There's a coffee shop around the corner in the in the alley right around the corner from where I live, and they use saucers. They'll hand you your coffee. It's always on a saucer. It's very nice. I appreciate hmm. a good saucer. Of course, I'm a big saucer guy. Big saucer guy. Yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a dying art. I feel like serving something with a saucer. Well, because it seems ir- irrelevant. Like it doesn't feel like you need it, especially if you're drinking things in a disposable cup. Because I guess if you go yeah. to a sit down coffee place. It's in like a porcelain mug, but if you're going to Starbucks, which I have noticed my inner basic girl coming out because I'm like, yeah. ooh, I want to go to Starbucks. They have the holiday cups this time of year. I don't know what it is about festive, you know, disposable cups, but like, gotcha. I want them. I want, I need yeah. them. And after I go to Target, that's exactly what I want is Starbucks in a holiday cup. Uh, so I was going to ask you this too. When do you think mm. I can put up my Christmas tree? Because I am starting to stress mm. about this. We have a new house. We have had okay. to buy all of our Christmas decorations from scratch to match the decor of our new house. So okay. I have this Christmas tree that I'm just sitting on. I'm like, okay, can I put it up now? No. Can I put it up now? Mm, what about now? Because Thanksgiving is only what, like a couple weeks away? Can I yeah, put my soon. Christmas tree up yet? I say yes. And you know me, I'm a curmudgeon. I'm saying yes, Chelsea. You have a new home. You know, you might as well start celebrating early. It's the season when you're walking around. Here's the true test. The litmus test is this. If you're walking through Target and you're ready to buy a holiday cup from Starbucks, you're ready to put up that tree. You're dying. I can tell. I can see it. You're, you're ready to put it up. You just want to know when the appropriate time is. I say do it now festive put it up in your new house see how it looks put all the decorations on and that way you'll know oh 
oh, we need to buy this or this doesn't quite work. You you have a new space to explore, so I think you get more of a leeway. Hell yeah, brother. I'm a, I am going to do it. Maybe I'll put yeah. up the tree this weekend. And here's my final hot take on the matter. Maybe it's okay. not even that hot. If we are seeing sunsets at 4.45 p.m., <laughs> we need some Christmas lights to spread some kind of cheer because, man, is that depressing. I know you love the cold and the winter, but I do. sunsets at 4.45 p.m., it sucks. I don't like that. I, I'm with you. When I look outside, I'm like, dude, it's already dark and it's freaking not even five o'clock. Yeah, it's weird to me. I oh. like the dark. I like the cold, but not that much. Even I like some sunlight and I don't like looking outside when I should be seeing the sun setting and it's already pitch black. So I'm with you there. Yeah, and it also sucks when I'm trying to stay up for these NBA West Coast games and you're yeah. like, okay, is it time to watch the NBA? No, it's 4.30. Like, oh, God, we still have like three huh. hours till we even see the East Coast game. But we do have some NBA on the schedule tonight. So we'll go down the list and let you know which games are going on and which games you can watch. So I looked because there's nothing worse than getting uh, all into a game and then realizing you can't watch it if you don't have NBA League Pass. So the games that are on ESPN tonight are the Nets and the Celtics. That is the early matchup. I think it's 730 Eastern. And then you have the Lakers and the Suns out West. I don't know if I'm going to stay up for that one. I think before the season started, you saw Lakers and Suns and you thought, okay, maybe this is a good matchup. But the Lakers are off to a putrid start. But guess what? Every single station is still talking about them because mm -hmm. they are the Lakers. So let's start with this early game because I do think there are some things to maybe sink your teeth into here. We've got the Celtics laying 10 and a half at home. And we have a total of 225 and a half. Right now, the Nets sit at four and four, the Celtics five and two, coming off a, a loss to the Sixers uh, the other night, which looked like a big matchup in the East. Big news for the Nets is that Cam Thomas will be out for at least the next couple of weeks. So, Jenks, when you looked at this game, was there mm -hmm. anything that stood out to you? I put a sprinkle, believe it or not, on the Celtics yesterday at minus nine. Now it's up to minus 10 and a half. And I just think this is a good get right spot for Boston, even at 10 and a half. I know it's a big number, but they've lost two straight on the road. You mentioned the Sixers before that they lost in Minnesota against the Timberwolves. But a couple of reasons why I like this. Number one is you mentioned it. Cam Thomas is out for at least a couple of weeks with that ankle injury. So that's a huge setback for the Nets who were 4-0 against the number on the road. But you throw that out because that was with Thomas in the lineup. Also, last time out, Boston went 15 of 47 from long range. So I don't expect them to replicate a performance that poorly. They're back at home. Celtics minus 10 and a half is my play. This makes me nervous because last year, the trend with the Celtics was sometimes you would catch them sleeping against these lesser opponents. Yeah. So I'm not super interested in laying a big number here. And plus the Nets have been cover machines, 7-0-1 against the spread in their last eight games. So maybe this is when it comes to an end because, like you said, Cam Thomas is a big absence, at least for their offense of Brooklyn. Uh, but if you look at that last matchup between the Nets and the Celtics back on uh, November the 4th, they played not too long ago. Celtics won by 10. 
but also the Nets did not have Ben Simmons down low. So maybe that's going to be a little bit of a help, but the Celtics are one of the better rebounding teams in the NBA. So kind of a tough matchup down low for the Nets. If you look at like fantasy points against, there are no props that are a great matchup against this tough defense of the Boston Celtics. So I'm not sure which way to go in this one. Uh, Maybe if you think some of those threes fall for the Celtics, you hit the over here because last game, I'm pretty sure the over hit 124 to 114. Maybe that's the only direction I would be leaning, but still the Celtics are known for sleepwalking through some of these games. I don't think there is a play for me. So let's look at the games that are not on TV or at least not for us uh, that don't have NBA league pass. We've got Pelicans Rockets, Uh, Houston land two and a half. And this has been one of the surprise teams of the season, despite being four and three on the year, some real signs of promise from this young squad from Houston. Then we have the Timberwolves and the Spurs. The T-Wolves jumped off to a really hot start. We've seen some great finishes to games from Anthony Edwards, but they're laying six and a half on the road here against the Spurs and Victor Wimignana. Of those two games, is there anything you think better should know? I, I think I just take Rockets on the money line tonight. Why not? It's what, minus 135? So, mm-hmm. look, they've been playing way above their heads. You Again, you mentioned they're 4-0 at home. They smacked around Bron Bron and the Lakers a couple nights ago. They're also covering the spread as well. They're 4-1 against the number at Toyota Center. So, Ime Adoka has done a great job. I'll even give, oh, my God, It must be a Friday. I'm going to give Dylan Brooks some credit because he's actually been playing well for this squad. I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm saying this about the Rockets, but with as good as they have looked thus far, forget about the number here. Just take them on the money lines. Minus 135. It's not that expensive. Yeah, and there's a big injury for New Orleans. CJ McCollum is out indefinitely uh, with that lung injury. And plus, we know Zion Williamson has been on the paternity list because he welcomed a new baby with one of his baby mamas. Mariah Mills must be fuming. That's her name, right? Mariah Mills? It was Mariah something. You remember that? Are you asking me? Oh, (laughs) let me tell you about it. I was yesterday. I just did a deep dive into all of Zion Williamson's baby mamas. Uh, Mm. No, I think that's right, actually. That does ring a bell. All I know is I feel like at the end of his career, Zion Williamson will have... 13 children, something crazy. We'll say, hey, he was a four-time All-Star and a father 13 times over. It feels like that's where he's trending. Well, I don't know if he's going to put up like the Wilt Chamberlain numbers that Nick Cannon mm-hmm. is putting up. I think he has like oh, 12 kids in Nick County. Nick Cannon is the GOAT, yeah. Yeah, it's a high bar to live up to, but yeah, maybe Zion tough. can do it. I don't know. I've got faith in you, guy. Uh, but going back to that game, I do think the Rockets are the play. I think if the Rockets are favored, that is telling you something. I think the books are starting to smarten up when it comes to this upstart Houston Rockets club. Uh, Let's look at the Lakers and Suns briefly. Um, We have talked about the Lakers. They have kind of struggled out of the gate, starting the year three and five. Meanwhile, the the Suns, just four and four. Phoenix home favorites here, three and a half is the number. Over under of 222 and a half. I just talked about how I don't really care to watch this game. Um, but is there anything that you think would be an angle that maybe betters can bank on? Ooh, Lakers Suns? Hmm. Here's what I think. <laughs> I think 
Hey, can you tell I've done some incredible handicapping? Let me talk to you. Just taking up time. If there's not an angle, there's not an angle. No, I do have an angle. I do have an angle. Here's the thing. Do not back the Lakers right now. That's what I would say. They're in bad form. They're in bad form. They're three and five thus far. They've lost three straight. Got the doors blown off against Houston the other night. Lakers are one and four against the spread on the road this season. Suns finally showing some signs of life. Bradley Beal is back in the lineup. They've won two straight. And Suns are a perfect 3-0 and against the number at home, bro. Bro, the Lakers suck right now, bro. Just whatever, man. They're old, bro. Just lay with the Suns. <sighs> yeah, they do. And if you had this on your NBA bingo card, you already hit it. Anthony Davis on the injury report. Uh, Who would have guessed it? Absolutely everybody. All right, top of the hour is <laughs> next on the Daily Tip, and we're starting off hot. Our favorite NFL picks across the league next. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.